Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, They fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what happened. And they came to find, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the grassness asked him to depart from them for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. So we are in Luke chapter 8 this morning and looking at a pretty interesting passage, Um, maybe just to put some perspective on it. This is pretty complicated, right? A whole lot going on, pigs and demons and all kinds of crazy stuff. I think it's helpful to think about the complexity of the passage And also realize that this is the world. Things are complex. I'm now 50 years old, and so I can be one of those people who says, back in my day, things weren't this complicated, right? Back when I was a kid, it didn't seem so complex as it is today. Things are complicated. The world seems complicated. We're also complicated as people. There's a whole lot to us. We see this all the time in our own struggles. We ask questions like I was asking the other day when I was driving down the road. Why are they doing this? Why don't they turn their blinker on? Why do they pull over on the side of the road and do these things? Why is there always construction in Chattanooga every time I drive through there? 
But there's also questions I ask about myself as I sit alone. Why am I thinking about this? Why do I feel this way toward that person? What's going on inside of me? We're complex. The world is complex. We could even say that evil is complex. (laughs) And we see that pretty clearly here in this passage. There's a whole lot to this guy. There's a whole lot of fear going on all around him. What I hope you'll also see is even in the complexities of the issues this guy brings to the table, Jesus gets it. And Jesus is way more complex than we think he is. He's not just a one-dimensional character. There's way more to Jesus that he can heal the heart, soul, mind, and strength of a person. He can even deliver someone from 6,000 demons that this man had within him. So, three things I want to point out, and if you guys will pop that slide up. First of all, the hurting man. Secondly, the healing of Jesus. And then finally, the hoping and helping of this man. First of all, let's think for a minute about the hurting man and seeing his confusion. Look back with me at verse 27 again. When Jesus had stepped out on the land, there met him from the city a man who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes He had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. Look at all that's going on here with this guy. First of all, he immediately runs up to Jesus, which is really interesting. He he wants to talk to him. He wants to have a confrontation with Jesus, this man has an unclean spirit, which probably meant that they had declared him unclean. He couldn't go to church. He couldn't be among other people because he was in the tombs and in the graves around dead people all the time. He would also allow people to chain him so that he wouldn't hurt himself. And then he would break the chains and he would start cutting and abusing himself again. Can you imagine that conversation? Hey, man, can you help me? I'm in my right mind for here just a second. Can you chain me down so that I won't beat myself up and cut myself? And then for maybe a minute, he'd stop, and then he'd do it again. Sounds like addiction. Sounds like what we would currently say in our culture today. This guy was addicted. Something was ruling him. Mark tells us that he would cut himself over and over. I was thinking about the hell this guy felt. And there's a poem that I think that reflects this well, written by Virgil from ancient Rome. 
It's easy to go down into hell, night and day. The gates of dark death stand wide. But to climb back out again, to retrace one's steps to the upper air, there's the rub, there's the task. It's easy to get into addiction. It's easy to get into evil. It's really hard to get out of it. Any of us who understand addiction understand this. That it's easy to get in it. It's really, really hard to get out. This man had issues that were emotional. He had issues that were physical. He also obviously had issues that were deeply spiritual. I had a man in my office not too long ago that was having panic attacks. And he was having panic attacks so often that he couldn't control them. And even in my office one day, he had a panic attack. And just watching someone who can't control their body, that doesn't want that, but it happens. I hope you see the depth of the struggle and the depth of how terrible the cycle really is that this guy's in. Then look also at verse 30 of how deep his spiritual problem really was. Jesus asked him, what is your name? And the man speaking, but really the demon speaking, said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. We know that a legion at this time would have been 6,000 army troops. This was so many people. We don't know exactly if this was 6,000 demons, but close. We also know that these demons were cast into a herd of pigs. So there were a lot of people, or, or a lot of demons in this man. He was possessed by evil. He was unclean. He was not in his right mind. He could not control himself. So is this spiritual? Is this mental? Is this emotional? Is this physical? Yes. D, all of the above. Yes. This guy's issues are multifaceted. Uh, We'll see that the main issue was spiritual, but there was more going on. I hope that when someone comes to you, or even if you're struggling through something, you won't say, this is just fill in the blank. You need to just fill in the blank. Because it's more. It's complicated. It's complex. There's physical things going on. There's emotional things going on. There's spiritual things going on. There's a lot going on with this guy. Tim Keller pointed this out in a sermon as he was preaching on Matthew chapter 4, which says this, So Jesus' fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, 
and he healed them all. But even Matthew identifies different categories for different issues. He didn't just say Jesus healed all those who had demons. He did. But there was more. We know this as we walk through the ministry of Jesus. Some people come to him who are blind. Some people come to him with with leprosy. He heals them all. Some people come to him like a prostitute who needs forgiveness. Jesus deals with all these multifaceted issues. And so I hope that you'll see this morning that the issues that we bring because we're complex people and because sin is complex is not just one thing. There's more to it. And so when you see that in yourself, realize that. And when other people come to you seeking help, realize that there's more levels to this than just one thing. Again, most of the time, it's several of these things. And we see this here in this man. He's hurting. And he needs help. And Jesus is the one who will heal him. First of all, notice the hurting man. Secondly here, notice the healing of Jesus. And notice that Jesus has the solution, and the solution is more than we think it is. Because the answer is, of course, Jesus. But if you see him just as a one-dimensional character here, you don't understand how great he is. You don't see his power and authority over all things. Heaven and earth. He's just healed, or he's just calmed the wind and the waves. And now he's about to deliver a man, a demon out of a man. Heaven and earth. Jesus is more than you think he is. He is the God man. He is the prophet, priest, and king. He's the king, and yet he's a servant. He's the Lord, even of the complex, even of those issues that we not we don't understand that are within ourselves. Look at verse 28 and notice what Jesus does to this guy. And notice how he handles him. When Jesus saw him, he cried out, or when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me. (laughs) He rushes up to Jesus and, and asks Jesus not to torment him. But what do you think that this man thought Jesus was going to do? Hurt him? Be mean to him? This is what he thought about Jesus. This is what he thought Jesus would be like. Cruel. Rebuke him. Hurt him. That was not what Jesus did. Look at verse 30. Jesus asked them then, what is your name? How many people do you think have asked him that? How many people actually wanted to get to know him? (laughs) This guy was the boogeyman, right? (laughs) 
He lived at the cemetery. There were myths about him. There were, there were stories about this guy. No one said, what's your name? Who are you? Jesus is approaching him with kindness, gentleness. He thinks he's going to torment him, and Jesus does exactly the opposite. Who are you? Jesus is connecting with him in an emotional way, in a real way, in a personal, practical way. This man doesn't know who he is. He doesn't say his real name. He is dominated by these demons. That feels more like who he is than who he really was. But Jesus engages him. Then look at verse 33. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. Jesus engaged him emotionally. Jesus healed him physically. And Jesus cast out these demons from him. Delivered him from the pain that he was going through. Jesus could have just said, Hey, get the demons out, and I got, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. That's not what he does. He goes more. Jesus knows that this man's issues are multifaceted. So Jesus heals him at all these levels. This man stopped cutting. He stopped hurting himself. He went home. He stopped living at the cemetery. A whole lot of things were healed in this man's life. And then notice the response. Look at verse 35. Then people went out to see what had happened. And they came to Jesus and they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed in his right mind. And the people were afraid. This is interesting. This man is very different now. To the point where they didn't even recognize him. He was healed. Those issues that he had were no longer. But the people... We're afraid. They saw something. They saw the power of Jesus. This is very similar to what we talked about last week. That after Jesus calmed the wind and the waves and said, peace be still. Do you remember the disciples' response? They were afraid. You see the Lord... You see how holy and how authoritative Jesus is here. And the response is an Isaiah 6 response. Woe is me. This is the power of Jesus. And it it causes us to say, woe. 
they see the complexity of this guy's issues, and then they see that Jesus has healed him. This is tremendous change here. This man is all new, and we see the power of Jesus. What do you think Jesus will do if you bring your real issues to him? Your real addictions? Your real struggles? Even the ones that you don't even admit to yourself. Do you think he's going to torment you? Or do you think he's going to say, who are you? (laughs) Come to me. I'll heal you. But so often he's waiting on us to come to him and just to be honest about it. What's really going on? And then you will be engaged with Jesus. And he heals. Now, he may not heal the way you want him to, (laughs) but he heals. And he doesn't just heal one little thing. He heals all of us, all of who we are. Jesus Christ is the only one that can heal you. Now, he might do it through a doctor. He might do it through a counselor. He might do it through very practical things. Bring your issues to him. He will not torment you. He will bring you freedom and healing. Come to Jesus. Come and be healed the way he wants to heal you. Now, it's an odd thing that he cast these demons into the pigs and the pigs jumped off the cliff and drowned. Kind of weird. But it just shows us he'll do it. and He'll do it his way. With power and authority. So see the hurting man, see the healing of Jesus, and then finally here, see the hoping and helping that this man moves toward after his healing. Look at verse 38. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away. This man wanted to go with Jesus. (laughs) Jesus loved him. Jesus healed him, of course. Jesus says, no. You need to stay here, and you need to be light in this community. Jesus said to him in verse 39, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Jesus just commissioned this guy to go be a missionary. (laughs) Go be a missionary to those who are hurting like you. Go help people. (laughs) Go, Go bring hope to people. You understand healing. You understand what you went through. The best person to help someone who's hurting is the person who's just right in front of them. They're just a little further along the road. And they've tasted and seen of the goodness, even the holiness of Jesus. 
This is such a wonderful picture of the true grace of God upon us. Because we all know this as Christians. There's healing that's happened in our lives. Jesus has done something supernatural within us. He's the one that brings this. Mark also tells us that this man left and went, and then in Mark 5.20 it says, he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. (laughs) There was celebration. At first the people were scared because they saw the authority of Jesus. But after that, they were amazed. They were amazed at seeing what Jesus could do in the life of the boogeyman. This man was not without hope because he had Jesus. So I hope you see the beauty of this story. I hope you see how multifaceted issues are, but how even more multifaceted and even more complex Jesus is. And he heals us at those levels. And then that brings us hope. And we can move into the lives of other people as Christians, as missionaries. We're wounded healers in the name of our Lord. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that you do bring hope. You do bring healing. You give us opportunity to serve and minister and help people in need. We thank you for the work that you do. I pray for everyone here, especially those this morning who are coming in hurting, that need great help. I pray that you would heal us, you would redeem us, and work in us. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.